Hello, everyone. It's so good to see you on this Sunday. Uh, welcome to church via Facebook Live. Uh, yeah, we do have some announcements for today. Uh, just to remind you again, we have a prayer and Bible study this week on Tuesday and Wednesday at 7 o'clock via Zoom. Just keep logging in to the same Zoom link that you have. If you can log in at 6.50, that would also be very helpful for Pastor Charlie. On Wednesday nights, we're going through the book of Colossians, uh, so that's exciting. Uh, and then also, we, have, uh, we had talked about uh, last week, uh, summer camp is canceled in person, but they're going to have a summer digital experience, and boy, is it going to be exciting for, for all the kids and for the youth. They've got some really great breakouts uh, they have things like uh, dance, they have cheerleading, they have vocational breakouts for people who want to go into science, technology, engineering, and math. There's uh, adv outdoor adventure skills, there's ninja boot camp for the kids, there's just all kinds of really exciting and fun things. Uh, we're still deciding if we're going to host it here at the church or if we're just going to allow you to do it all at home. But I really want to encourage you, please get back to me. I've been calling the parents with your breakout um, preferences, so that way I can register you because they're also going to be sending out boxes with crafts for the kids and games and challenges for the youth, but only the first 10,000 nationwide uh, that sign up are going to be able to get, uh, get, get those activities. Uh, so please uh, be signing up for that. Um, it's uh, July, uh, I believe it's July uh, 23rd through 25th is uh, youth camp, and I believe it's, uh, do you have that, do we have that slide? Do we have the slide for youth camp? Um, it's July 23rd through 25th through youth, and it's July 16th through 18th for the kids. Uh, so please put that on your calendars and be looking out for that. Um, also, I just wanted to let you all know next week, just to give you an idea, we're going to be reopening next week, June 14th. It's very exciting. If you want to stay in your car and you don't want to come out, uh, you can stay in your car and just roll the windows down or leave them up, and you can watch and listen to the music and to the service. Uh, that's an option for you. So when you arrive, you're going to park in every other stall. Arturo is going to be out there directing traffic for us all. Then arrive, go into the breezeway. There's going to be some signs on the ground to help keep you six to eight feet apart. Um, just wait at a wait station. Sully and Karen are going to be um, greeting you. Uh, and uh, then what you can do is they'll be uh, escorting you onto the lawn. We're going to have an outdoor service where you can stand, and there's going to be circles on the lawn. Um, so that way you can kind of guide, you know, your six to eight feet distance apart. Also, with the bathrooms, they're emergency use only. So please, you know, don't eat or drink unless medically necessary before service. And then um, go to the bathroom before service if you can. But if you do, if there is an emergency, we'll have gloves and hand sanitizer uh, for you to go into the bathroom one at a time. Uh, and then you can't really use the sinks, but we'll have hand sanitizer for you uh, to use afterwards as well. Uh, and then you can exit out the other side over by the basketball courts. So that's kind of how things are going to run for next week. We're very excited to see you all on June 14th. Um, also, uh, offering, if you... Uh, would like to give online, please do give online. The website is New Heart for You, N E W H E A R T, the number four, Y O U dot com, uh, and just click uh, Give Online to give your tithes and offerings. You can also mail a check to the church at 380 East Covina Boulevard in Covina, California, 91722. Just a note for next week um, if you would like to uh, 
we're not going to be passing the offering receptacle. There's just going to be a box on the welcome table when you first arrive. So if you just have your uh, tithes and offerings ready when you arrive next week, you can do that or you can continue to give online. Lastly, we're going to continue to broadcast next week online. So if you're not comfortable coming out, you can still watch us on Facebook Live. Thank you and have a great rest of the week. Praise the Lord, saints. Well, I'm excited to have Terry McFadden come and minister to us. As always, she always has a right now word for a right now people. I uh, wanted to mention if you're coming next week to bring a chair and bring an umbrella as well so that you can be out on the ground, grounds and uh, take your, your, your uh, chair home with you. So without further ado, we're going to welcome our own sister, Terry McFadden Solomon, to come and minister to us with her husband, Sir Charles. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. So are you out there in your jammies or your shorts or whatever, having breakfast or whatever? Uh, but now it is time to give thanks to the Lord because he has been good to us. We woke up this morning in the land of the living, and uh, I am grateful uh, to be here uh, and to um, have this opportunity to once again share the gospel of Jesus Christ with you because we need a word in a time such as this. We need a word. So let's pray. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come this morning and gather in your name because we are called not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, Lord. So we come together, Lord, even though it's virtually, Lord. The body of Christ, hallelujah, has come to celebrate you, God, to give thanks, to praise you, God, to hear from heaven, to be fed of your word, Father, that we may wax strong, Father, in this time, Lord, where there's so much chaos around us, where we may have mental and spiritual clarity, Father, hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you right now, Lord, that the word, that are written here in this text, Lord, will be lifted from the pages, ride on the wings of the Holy Spirit, and find a dwelling place in the heart of every hearer. Lord, may your word travel north, south, east, and west, that some man or some woman might cry out, what must I do to be saved? Because, Lord, we know what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and he loses his soul? And what can a man give in exchange for his soul? So we thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The people, the people. Hallelujah. Well, so we're talking about something that uh, I feel in, these, in this time, in this day, that is like needed. And uh, the Lord has been speaking to me about revive, restore, renew. If there's any time after to see things just kind of torn down and, and confused and chaos everywhere, you know, one, uh, it, you know, it's like in the book of Job, we got some bad news, and on top of that, got some more bad news and got some more bad news. So now it is time, it is time that we need to pray together. We need to believe God together that he will revive, restore, and renew, that he will revive, restore, and renew. Now, uh, I want to, you know, I know we're starting with Revive, and I'm going to come back to that, but I want to just talk about restoration first. Because in Psalms 23, verse 2, it says this. It says, he leads me beside, he makes me to lie down beside still waters, and he restores my soul. He makes me, 
Mm-hmm. Makes me to lie down by still waters to restore my soul. And that, that term, he makes me, it would almost feel like he is doing something forcib- forcibly to, to, to cause you to come to rest. But this is not really uh, 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 about force. It's about God's unique way of bringing us to a place of rest. Now, in the case of sheep, how does he make them lie down? Well, he doesn't, you know, like grab them by the neck and arm wrestle them to the ground, you know, as some might think when you say someone makes you do something. But there are three things that sheep need uh, because, you know, he calls us his sheep. But there are three things that sheep need to come to a place of rest where they will actually lie down. And he says, and he makes them to lie down in green pastures. They need three things. First of all, they need to be fed. Because when a sheep is hungry, they will not lie down. They will not come to a place of rest because they're too busy looking for a place where they can feed, okay? So in order to bring them to that place of rest, the shepherd must bring them to a place where they can feed. And I love it when he says he maketh them to lie down in green pastures. Not a, not a stony place, not a desolate place, but a place where they can feed because he knows that once they feed, that will cause them to come to a place of rest where they will willing to lie down. They need that food. And then the other thing they need, they need a sense of safety. Because sheep are very skittish. You know, we, we know the history of that. And, and what, what happened uh, in reality, uh, many times when the shepherds would bring their sheep uh, out to pasture, the wolves would gather in, in the woods and they would find a stray sheep or someone in the back, uh, in the back of the, the flock and, and, go, and, and, and come out and, you know, grab them by the neck and drag them off and take them away. So any little sound in the woods, you know, trees moving, grass moving, any kind of sense, the sheep would be too skittish and too full of anxiety to come to a place of rest. And so the shepherd, after he leads them into the green pastures, that place where they can feed and feel full and content, then he begins to play his flute because it is the sound of the flute that draws the the sheep in so that they don't pay attention to leaves moving and rustling in the bush and whatnot. They they concentrate on that flute and, and 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 that's what we do as his sheep. We need to concentrate on worship, concentrate on that praise and take our minds away from all of the rustling sounds and all of the, the frightening news that we hear and all the frightening reports and just concentrate. There was an old gospel song that you say, so forget about yourself and concentrate on him and worship him. We used to sing that years ago and it still works today. We need to just forget about ourselves. Concentrate, concentrate. That means put your full focus on him and worship him. And so that's what he had to do. First he had to lead him into a green pasture and then he had to just play his flute. And sometimes some of you have uh, movies or, or, or old heard of all stories about David playing his harp uh, 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 for the sheep or a shepherd playing his flute. And that was to keep them from being distracted by what was going on and bringing them to a place of rest. And finally, they need to be fed, to be, uh, to, to, before they'll lie down in the green pastures, they need to be uh, content. They need to be free from anxiety and fear. And the following thing, and the third thing, there's a season <clears throat> among the sheep, and it's the mating season where there's a lot of friction between the male sh- uh, sheep uh, um, 
um, because of uh, that mating season, you know, where they want to fight. And, and the shepherd would have to actually separate the sheep, separate the male sheep one from another, uh, send them so that, so that the rest of the flock would come to a place of peace and a place, a place of rest. So a lot of times there's friction between us. And God is, you know, got to bring peace between us because without peace, there's no rest and there's no lying down. So <clears throat> when the Bible says that he maketh us to lie down in green pastures so that he can restore our soul, that restoration can only come when we feel satisfied, when we feel content, when we're not in fear, and when we are at peace with one another. And so that's the job of the shepherd. That's the job of the shepherd. So when we pray for the Lord to restore our souls uh, and for him to make us lie down, he, Lord, make me lie down, not by force, but by making me so comfortable and so at a place of peace that I'm willing, I can lie down, close my eyes, and be at rest and not worry about anything. That's what restoration is all about. And that's what I'm praying for you today, that he would restore your soul, that he would just meet your needs today, that he would just take away your fear as you focus on him and concentrate on him, and that you would be at peace with one another. Because, you know, when you're all huddled together and you can't go out much and you're not sure if you have a job, you're not, you don't know what your finance is going to do and you're just tired of, you know, each other's bad breath, you know, and, and hair all over and, you know, and you don't know what's happening. You know, friction can come in. But I'll tell you, if you just stop where you are, gather your family and gather your roommate or whoever you're with and say, you know what, let's just sing some worship songs. Let's just give him praise. I'm telling you, the enemy cannot live and dwell and bring havoc where there is praise, where there is worship, there's, where there's prayer. And I, I know one thing that our household that we practice, we practice daily praying together. You know, and sometimes let me tell you, I, you know, my husband told me, I don't know if this was a compliment or an insult, but he said, you know what, I'm glad you're not ugly because I'm tired of looking at the same face for the last three months. <laughs> well, anyway, but, the, but he said it was a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, when we have to look at that same face and talk to that same people, and we don't know if we have a job, we don't know if we're going back to school, we don't know what our finances are going to do, we don't even know if we're sick. We don't every time you know, somebody, I was in the market the other day and somebody sneezed and the whole supermarket turned around like, who's sneezing in here? You know, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety. But I'll tell you, and, and we're going to get more to the word about how to come to that place of rest, how to get over, you know, that whole uh, inclination that we have uh, toward becoming anxious, uh, you know, because our minds can take us on road trips before we know we're somewhere, you know, where, you know, we're fighting ninja warriors or something in our mind, you know, because the, you know, the mind will take you there. So you have to make sure that you are in control of your thought life, okay? Because your thought life, everything begins with what you're thinking in your mind, amen? Now, I want to talk to you about the one that's really on my heart. And, uh, and when I talk about, uh, I want to talk about revival. I want to talk about God reviving your life. Man, I'll tell you, this nation, this world has been torn apart like never before. Like a long time in our history. You have to go way back in our history to find a time when we have seen so much chaos and so much confusion. And I'm just old enough to remember the 60s when there was like, I'm telling 
know, you talk about chaos where, you know, first uh, John F. Kennedy was killed. Then uh, Martin Luther King was killed. And Malcolm X was killed. Uh, um, and then his brother Robert Kennedy was killed. I mean, just anybody that had a word to say, a word, you know, of hope or distinction or whatever it was that they had to say, Bam, okay, people were being shot left and right. And those are just some of the uh, leaders that we know about that we had national mourning over. Uh, things, were just, things were just changing constantly in government, economically, er in every way. But finally, the 60s passed, and we came to a place where there's a little more calm in the nation, okay? And uh, for me, that calming came... Um, um, through uh, some personal encounters that I had with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way that I was able to find peace in my house, but I want, in my heart. But I want to talk about revive a little bit, okay? And I want to talk about what it means to be revived, because this is, this is, I think, is the key uh, for us today. Revive. Revive means, revive means to be dead or near death, and then to regain life and strength. Something or someone who is dead or near death, and all of a sudden, they are to regain their life and their strength. Sounds like our nation, huh? Sounds like our country. It sounds like our world, okay? Where things are just, you know, <laughs> my sister uh, lives in Philadelphia, and she was saying that uh, they were giving her the statistics on how many people had died in, uh, in Pennsylvania from the coronavirus. And she said they were mentioning this, this number in the thousands, you know. And she said, I didn't know that there were many, that many people in Pennsylvania. She said, I had to go to my door to make sure I wasn't the only one left, okay? So, so many people had died, okay? And it's the same way, you know, where I am in California, you know, the numbers are staggering. They are staggering. And so you're like, well, I thought everything was okay, you know, but the numbers are staggering. You know, people are dead or, or have lost loved ones. Um, people are sick and near death on ventilators. And you know what? It's so much like the enemy that because how are we alive? We are alive by the breath of God. And this word revive, that V-I-V, that vibe, comes from the root word to live or to be alive. So to revive is to live again or to be alive again. Um, um, and so this whole idea of the breath. So when the enemy came in with this virus, what did he attack first? He attacked the breath, okay? Because it is the breath of God in us that gives us life. And what are people saying? People are saying, I can't breathe, you know? I woke up this morning and my chest was so tight, I could not breathe, and they had to put them on ventilators because the enemy was trying to steal the breath, okay? Because it is God's breath that gives us life. And so now it is a time where as a nation, I mean, the breath, uh, the life of this nation has been put in jeopardy. Uh, how many millions of people are out of work? How many millions of people are still sick? How many millions? How much uh, uh, social unrest, social chaos, uh, police brutality, whatever is going. And I'm telling you, they are just waves of attack of the enemy. And you can't really, really look at what the actual attacks are as, as 
as you have to keep your eyes on the Lord and say, God, explain to us what, what's happening. How can, what do we do now to stop the chaos, to stop the confusion? Because listen, after that passes, he says, if my people who call by my name would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and heal their land. Well, see, there used to be a little game that they played. I guess the guys still do it. And it was like arm wrestling. And, 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 and they would arm wrestle one trying to bring one down. And, some, and when they got you, they said, say uncle. When you, when you know you are ready to give up, say uncle. It's time for this nation to say uncle, okay? God, okay, I get it. Let's do this your way. I'm off track. I'm off track. That's not what I wanted to talk about. That's not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about revive. And here's, here's the scripture. Here's my, here's my scripture verse now that I've stopped yapping. Okay? Here's my verse. Psalm 7120. And I'm telling you, um, Charles, I'm looking at this scripture like I've never seen it before. I'm looking at some of these scriptures like I've never seen them before. And it's uh, Psalm 7120. And if you have your Bibles at home, look this up right now. This is, this is good because it's a sign of the times. It says, God, who can compare to you? Who caused me to experience troubles that were numerous and disastrous? Can you imagine that? He says, God, who can compare to you? I mean, y'all giving the enemy all this credit. He says, who can compare to you? Who caused me to experience troubles that were numerous and disastrous? I'm telling you, David is writing about a time in his life where there was one problem after another. One problem. First, he's running from Saul, okay? Then he gets in trouble with Bathsheba. Then he breaks God's, his, his, the, God's law with this whole situation with Bathsheba and killing her husband, Uriah. And, uh, uh, and then uh, uh, the judgment falls through Nathan the prophet. And Nathan the prophet says, hey, man, you broke God's law. And God says the judgment is coming against you. And so Amnon, one of his sons, raped his sister, Tamar, his own half-sister. And when Am Amnon raped raped Tamar, Absalom, another son, came and killed his brother uh, uh, Amnon. And then Absalom decided he was going to overthrow David's throne and take over his kingdom. There was nothing but chaos. And David looked and he says, God, who can compare to you who caused me to experience troubles that were numerous and disastrous? Where did the trouble and the disaster come from? Hey, he made some choices. What does a father say to a child? Look both ways before you cross. Okay? Don't touch the stove and you will burn yourself. Okay? Stop eating so much candy, your teeth will rot. And then when they take you to the dentist with nine cavities, you, God, how could you do this to me? Hey, I put some things in motion to protect you. And if you violate the very things that I put in motion to protect you, then there are consequences and repercussions. No, right. The thing is that even when we touch that stove, when God says the stove is hot, do not touch. And we burn our hands. God doesn't say, see, I told you so. That's not what we say to our kids. We don't say, see, you, you got what you deserve. No, we grab their hands and say, oh, my God, I told you not to touch that. Now let me heal you. Let me take care of you. Let me fix this. Now that you know not to touch this again, 
Because there are consequences in the universe. There are laws. If you jump off the roof, I don't care how spiritual you are. If you jump off the roof, there's a law called gravity. And you are going to fall. But guess what? Even when you make a decision that is not God's will for your life, he says, I'm still there. Look what the rest of the psalm says. It says, God, you, who can be compared to you who caused me to experience troubles that were numerous and disasters? It says, you will return to revive me and lift me up from the depths of the earth. What are lifting up from the depths of the earth? You will lift me up from my failures, from my losses, from my sadness, from my breakdowns, from my grief, from my depression. Yeah. It says, yeah, God, I, I know there's some things that have gone on in my life. There's some things that have gone on in this nation. Let me, let me tell you something. See, I have a problem with the Food and Drug Administration. They knew there's nothing that can operate in this, in this country without the approval of the Food and Drug Administration. Why would they approve vaping for our children and then turn around and pay an advertising agency to say that vaping is dangerous? Tell me, does that make any sense to you at all? They knew it when they let it on the market that it was going to hurt children. It was going to make them sick. It was going to destroy their brains. But now they're going to tell you, don't let your kids do it. Why don't you just make it illegal? I don't understand. I don't get it. But the point is, there are always consequences to the decisions. Oh, and to the decisions that we make. Mar medical marijuana, whatever we do, there's always consequences and repercussions. Amen. You may not agree with me, but you know what? I've been on this planet a long time. A long time. And I have seen the decisions that we've made, and I've seen the consequences as a result of our decisions. I've seen the ones that don't work, but then I've seen God come and revive us again. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, we need revival. Right now, we need God to come right now and pick us up. Pick us up, whether we're right or wrong, weak or strong. Pick us up. Revive my joy, O oh Lord. Revive my faith in you. Revive my peace. Revive my hope. Revive my love. Revive my strength. Revive my health, Lord. Revive my courage. Revive my mind. Revive my relationship. Revive my provision. On every side, we need God to revive us. Now, here, here's, here's another scripture. This is one, one that I like. Psalms 119 and 50, Pastor Chuck. It says, this is my comfort in my affliction, that your word has revived me. Your word? That's how, that's how you revive me? Because when we pray and ask God for, re for restoration to revive us, you got to know what the process is. You, can't, you don't think it's just going to fall down to the sky. It says here, this is the comfort in my affliction. Whatever I'm going through, whatever this nation is going through, it says, your word has revived me. And uh, you know what? I'm going to just be perfectly honest with you, Marianne. When I saw this verse, I don't know. I just, just that I'm getting ready to share with you. I, I just didn't, hadn't seen this before in this way. It says in Psalms 56.10, please mark this, because this is a very unique verse. Mark this down. 
Psalms 56.10 says this, when I cry to you, then my enemies will turn back. Whatever has come against you, whatever has come against your family, whatever has come against you financially or, or psychologically or health-wise, whatever has come against you, it says, it says this, when I cry out to you, then my enemies turn back. This I know. Because God is for me. Oh, I love it. I love your word. I love your word. I'm not finished yet. In God, whose word I praise. Have you heard that one? In the Lord, whose word I praise. I'm sorry. This is kind of like new. It says, in God, whose word I I praise your word. In the Lord, Whose word I praise. Well, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not that familiar with the idea of praising God's word. Until you recognize that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. John 101. John 111 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. It says, in your word, I will praise your word. So when you say, I will praise your word, guess who you're praising? Guess who the word is? The word is Jesus. He says, when my enemies, he says, my enemies will have to turn back, because in God, whose word I praise. So he's telling you that there is healing, And restoration, there is revival, there is restoration, there is renewal. It's all found in this word. Come on, let's just praise the word right now. Praise the word. He's a great deliverer. The enemies come are coming at you. You can see them coming at you. Have you ever seen the enemy just coming at you? And you just start saying, you and my God is an awesome God. He reigns. He reigns with power on high. My God. Let me tell you something. When the enemy is marching towards you, he will make a U-turn. He will make a U-turn because the word is your covering. What is the word promise? The, the name of, the, of our Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are safe. That's what the word says. The word says that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My word says to be anxious for nothing but in everything with prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Make our request to know and the peace of God. That thing that makes us lay down in green pastures, the peace of God, the peace of God will keep our hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Lord, revive us. Lord, restore us. Lord, renew us. We didn't talk much about renew as I close. But renew is some kind of agreement that has come to a close and it needs to be restored. It needs to be renewed. A contract. Is he going to renew your contract? Is he going to renew your lease? We need your, some of you right now, you need your covenant with God. You need your your contract with God renewed. And it's only going to happen. It's only going to happen. It says, be ye renewed. Why? How do you, how are we renewed? Hmm? Be ye renewed. Be ye renewed. Hallelujah. It happens in the mind. It happens with the word of God. 
So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we are transformed by the renewing of our minds, Father. We thank you right now, Lord, that we are revived by your word, Father. We thank you right now that we are restored, restored, Father, restored to me, restored to us the joy of our salvation. Restore, Father. Renew, Father. Revive, Father. Give us our life back, Father. We don't, we don't want to just exist. We don't want to survive. God, you put us here to thrive. You said that we came that we might have life and have it in its abundance and its fullest. So, Father, right now, we return to you. Father, we go deeper in you. No more shallow milk of the word, Father. Father, help us to go deeper because, Father, we know that if we are not feeding on your word, then we have no strength. Father, the word is not uh, a dessert. It's not a snack. It's a meal. It is life. It is strength. It's where our hope comes from. It's where our health comes from. It's where our happiness comes from. Everything we need right now, we need it in your word. And sometimes, Lord, the word is hard. It's bitter. It's difficult. But I want you to know that anything that's there, it's there that you might have life and have it more abundantly, live to the fullness, and to protect you from all the attacks of the enemy. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. Right now, God, that someone right now, they're just like at rock bottom. Their breath is going out of them right now, Father. Would you revive them? Would you allow your breath to come in there afresh, Father? That they may rise up, God, out of the pit of despair that they may be facing right now. Out of the confusion of what the future holds, God. But we know that you hold the future. Father, restore, renew, revive. And Father, when they see you standing, when they see themselves standing, God, in the face of family members and unbelievers and co-workers around them, and say, where are you finding this strength? Lord, we will know and they will know that they have been revived by your word. And we give you glory and praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Be revived, renewed. Feed on that word. You'll be, you're going to come through this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Sister Terry, thank you for blessing us with that wonderful word to know that we can call on the Lord whenever we need him, and he's there to help us. And some of you may not even know the Lord, may not know the benefits and joy of salvation. So I want to lead you in a prayer that will invite him into your heart so that you can live with him forever. He will live with you, and he'll help you, and he'll take care of you, and he'll do the things that you couldn't do. And there's a wonderful life in the life of Christ. So uh, follow me as I pray this prayer. Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus. I thank you that he died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask him into my heart right now to be Lord of my life, to guide and direct me all the days of my life. I receive him now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, there's a number 
up on the screen you can call for uh, continued prayer and reassurance. Also, if uh, you go to our website, there's a, a number that you can hit. Just hit contact, and uh, there'll be some information. You can put, them in, put it in, and then we can follow up with you. But we're just so glad that you're tuning in today to hear a word. And if you accepted Jesus for the first time, let us know. We'd like to, to pray with you again and just further you along in the road to salvation. Amen? Amen. We're going to have Brother Ron come back and uh, close us with a song. Uh, you youth are getting ready to hear Brother Soli and the children, Sister Lily. And uh, next week, as a reminder, we will be out on the lawn. We're going to have church on the lawn. And uh, bring your chair, bring your masks, bring your umbrella, bring your spirit, and you'll get to see one another again. And someone said we might need name tags because we don't really know the people. We haven't seen them for like three months, so... Yeah, and won't recognize them with their long hair. Thank God that people got their hair cut, so. All right, praise the Lord. Well, what a wonderful message that was today. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing all of you next week in, uh, in the beautiful outdoor. On the, the grass looks really great, everybody, so you're going to love to see that too, by the way. Okay, we're going to close out today with a wonderful song called Blessed Be Your Name. All right, come on now. In a land that is plentiful, the streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. When I'm found in a desert place and I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. In every blessing I pour out, I'll turn back to praise. When the darkness closes in, Lord, I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name. Blessed be
Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Have a great Sunday, everybody. We'll see you next week at the Lawn. We're going to have a great worship time. We'll see you then next time. Blessed be your name. See you next, everybody.